Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 25, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Pretty interesting day we have on our hands. What do we have on the docket? Let's start with the big picture first. We're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she breaks up with you. Those are just the facts as they are. The trend is the dominant thing. Why do I say that every single day? Because it's a truism. You need to know it. Look how the market reacts every time it goes down. It gets pulled back up and attracted to the northern direction because the trend is up. Now, one of these times that won't happen, but it happened again today. So what do we do with this information? What's the daily chart telling us? How do we treat the tail candle generated today? And did they hit an important number today? That's important information. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. I'll give you a hint. Yes, they did. Let's start with what we have on the daily chart. Again, we're pushing up against the highs from last week. There's nothing wrong with the tape. They have a tail candle. However, those of you that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader will know that this isn't one of my favorite looks for a tail candle. Why is that? Because I like to see tail candles in different places on the chart than from where it is right now. If you don't really understand or know what I'm talking about, then please refer back to the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. It's explained in detail in there why this isn't a tail candle that may necessarily depict a low. However, they're pushing up against the highs. We respect the uptrend. We don't have a daily chart reversal. We had an intraday reversal. Speaking of intraday stuff, it makes sense to take a look, for example, at the hourly chart. What do we see? We see a big breakdown candle. The high of said breakdown candle is 384.64. Now, it happens to be close to the all-time highs, but just for the point of reference, just for the learning opportunity, it doesn't have to be close to all-time highs, but the concept remains the same. Unless and until they get above on a closing basis, so in this case, hourly closes above that number, above that high, and stay there, then this is still an active breakdown candle, and what they've done so far, based on the market's activity, up to the closing of Monday, all they've done so far is run a test of the breakdown candle high. Now, if they gap over it on Tuesday, so be it. If they go back down, then what they will have done is run a test of the breakdown candle high. We've seen that over and over and over again. And if in fact they get over it, they close hourly over it, or just flat out gap over it on Tuesday, then in fact, they may have some room to run as the same energy that would normally be released in the southern direction will then be released in the northern direction and there's a lot of white space up above in no man's land within the new highs. So we'll see what happens on turnaround Tuesday. So the market was up today. The SPY was up four-tenths of a percent. So on turnaround Tuesday, Will we see the breakdown candle high hold and lower prices? Pretty fair assessment where the umpire calling balls and strikes. Let's go over inside the numbers. I think you'll find what's in here today rather interesting. 
I would get a pen. You might want to jot a couple of things down. We were waking up to a market that wasn't doing much, slightly green, little bit of a floater, doesn't tell us anything. We revert to the trend as the dominant force until it changes. These are the thoughts at about 6.30 a.m., zero dark 30. We'll come back to stocks on the move a little bit later. Then we have the early thoughts. So let's see what we have. Pay attention, there's some good stuff in here. Let's get an early beat on an important spot for the ES March contract. Now, we're looking down south. The area around 38.20, give or take, will be important for the bulls to maintain price above. Running a test would be normal garden variety market activity. Closing candles below would be trouble for the bulls. On the north side, the zone around 38.46 to 38.50 is important and should be overhead resistance if reached early. Let's start there. Let's put this in perspective. This is the ES contract. It's a five-minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity. The opening print today was, in fact, 38.41. They ran up to 38.46, give or take. They dropped down. Then they went up higher, 38.50 or so. Then they collapsed. The point was that zone was, in fact, resistance. However, they never make it easy. Had they ran up into the second price or zone without pulling back first, that would have been the absolute ideal scenario. Above and the door opens for the highs yet again. A little word about earnings season. The trades are going to begin to come fast and furious, beginning really with, I guess, after the closing bell today on Monday, and then throughout the rest of the week, we're going to see barrelfuls of earnings reports we should get more market volatility. That's part of the moral of the story. Here's one. Here's where you want to sharpen your pencil a little bit or lick the end of your pen. Some extra food for thought as we begin to prepare for the week. Sometimes the futures chart takes on a slightly different or more crisp look from the SPY or cash S&P index. This is one of those times, and this is my opinion. This is the way I look at things. I'm transferring the information, what I think is important, to my members inside the numbers. The red arrow shows in the image a breakup candle low. It's a little hard to see in this video, but that's what it's showing. We're going to show it on the chart in a moment. And as I scroll up, you'll see it comes in around ES 378850. Not around, that's the price it comes in at. It's just underneath the big fat round number of 3,800. That's important information also. Why is that? Because we look for things that give us what I like to call a full stack. A whole stack of reasons why a certain zone should be or would be garden variety support or resistance. Now, here's something else. They made an attempt to run a test on Friday. Was it good enough? Today, later in the week, we don't know yet things I'm watching in the spirit of being prepared. So we'll take a look at this breakup candle low. And here's a picture of the same daily chart that I put up on the notes for Inside the Numbers members pre-market today. And you can see right here, this is that spot, that breakup candle low. And this is the low of today right on the number. It absolutely deserves a how do you like dem apples. Here's a 15-minute chart. Here's the low of day. Low of day registers in at 37.88 spot 50. How you doing? Now, obviously, I didn't know they were going to do it all, let alone this morning in one day. But nevertheless, we suspected 
they were going to do it. Now, based on that, you kind of know what the rest of the morning's going to look like inside the numbers. So what I'm going to do is let you pause the video, scroll up, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work, because if you're at all active in the market or choose to be or want to be active in the market during the trading day, let alone not only with the SPY or like vehicles, ES, options, whatever you like to trade, but knowing what is next in the market, where the resistance areas are, where the support areas are, also helps you identify where you might find a low or a high come in on some stocks on the move. Why is that? Because, and when I say that, I use that in a generic term, the stocks on the move, not necessarily my stocks on the move, but just any stocks on the move in general, because if the market's gonna stop going in a certain direction, the pull that it may be having on a various sector of equities or just one in particular could come to an end and it's nice to know where that might occur. Just food for thought. Either way, let me continue scrolling so that you can see all the notes. And by the way, here's something else that was happening before the market turned down. Here's 1033, not reading into anything just yet, but noticing the VIX is trading higher of note. IWM up, Q's up, Dow down, Transport's up, S&P up, and VIX up, divergences running wild. I believe the transports were down at the time, that may be an error, but the point was it was divergences running wild. 10.33 a.m., interesting. Let's put that in perspective. Again, here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is 10.30 a.m., Obviously, stuff like this doesn't happen all the time. You throw something out there and it happens a few minutes later. I'm just saying it's all part and parcel to reading the tape. Nothing that happened today, nothing that I noticed today is out of the ordinary. Nothing is rocket science. These are things we go over all the time. The more you watch these videos, the more you understand the foundation of how markets work through the Lazy E-mini Trader course. The more you read the notes and understand the notes day after day from inside the numbers, the more this becomes second nature. Moving right along. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go check out what was going on, double check the work, see how accurate it is or isn't. Here's a picture of what the daily chart did and I just showed you that. This was the ES chart and I showed it after the fact, after it ran a test of that lower number, of that breakup candle low. Why did we pick that out in the morning anyway? Because the markets do the same thing over and over and over again. Whether they did it today or they did it tomorrow or they did it Wednesday, my theory going into the week was they were going to do it. That's why it was one of the first things I talked about this morning, moving right along into the end of the day. Now, Let's go check out Stocks on the Move. We don't want to leave the one lonely soldier out. We had four opportunities on the board, but only one, some came close, but only one hit the absolute number. HFC was it. The others you can look up for yourself and see how close they came. A couple came within pennies, but HFC is the chart we're going to pick apart. Take note of the two numbers on the board, and they're very, very close together. 2837. 2815. There's a method to the madness. And here's a five minute chart of HFC. Here's the closing print on Friday, 2906. Wasn't a tremendous haircut. 
It was a stock on the move. Here's an opportunity to clear something up. Stocks on the move are a variety of different kinds of trades. Some are gap fill trades. Some are morning gap trades. Some are neither. Some are just stocks on the move where I've identified a destination. If I'm right and the stock is simply headed to a destination, it's going to either hang out for a while, go to another destination, then it would be wrong, or it's going to turn around and go back in the other direction. HFC or Holly Frontier was one of those stocks this morning that I identified as a simple stock on the move heading to a destination. What was the destination? It was right in this zone. That's why the numbers were close together. It was in this zone. They were destined to bounce from this zone using the 80-20 rule just by sheer the way it works. The majority of the time, this trade is just going to work. That's why it was on the board. We'll call the average entry for argument's sake 28 and a quarter. Need I say more? The stock finished over 30 bucks. You don't know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. Painting by the numbers, it does the minimum deal. You put half in your pocket, you put a third in your pocket, you put two thirds in your pocket. You leave something on the table in case they do this. And you look at the daily chart and you say, hey, all of a sudden, HFC's breaking out. I just caught the low. I'm not saying I still have it. I'm not saying you still have it. I'm just saying it's pretty cool that that actually happened. American Airlines came close. The low over here was 1502. The number was 1495. Would have been a nice deal. They didn't do the deal. West Rock, similar routine. The low here is 43.69. My number was a dime lower, so be it. Now, what's going on over in Camp IWM? Pretty decent range today. They attempted to break out. They were lower. They finished basically flat on the day, down a quarter. There's nothing we can really take away from where they closed. They're going sideways. The moving averages are trending higher. They're above all the moving averages. So there's not a lot we can say different than we said before about the SPY tape knocking on the door of the all-time highs. Today, they made a new all-time high. They just didn't close at a new all-time high. There's not a lot we're going to do with that information in terms of the IWM. But we all know that intraday stuff morphs into bigger stuff that shows up on the daily chart. So we want to take a look at the hourly chart, for example, and here's what we have. We have an hourly chart breakdown candle. Fair enough. Then what do we have? We have an hourly chart that's been making a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing like this after the breakdown candle. So we know that depending on when this decides to be finished, whether or not they run a test of the high or not, the energy is generally released in the downward direction or southern direction. So that's what's going on here from an IWM perspective. And that remains going on, in this case, until they bust out to new highs and get above and close hourly above this high, which is a new all-time high, to 17.91. It's that cut and dry. What about the folks down at the transportation department? It's an interesting one. They've been rolling over. So let's just look at it from this perspective. The transports made a high. Up in this area here, they make a high. Instead of coming sharply down, they essentially begin to roll over. It's called a rolling top. Now, I'm not saying this is or isn't a top just yet, but we have to take into account a couple of things. 
They ran a test of the moving averages and they closed back above. That in and of itself on its face is bullish behavior. But we have to take this into an account. The transports are in fact my second favorite market leading indicator, second only to the IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine. So I have to pay attention to this. If in fact we're going to break out, if the S&P is going to break out, the NASDAQ's going to continue going higher, the IWM's going to break out and keep going higher. If that's the case, wouldn't the transports be signaling that was going to happen? Would they be going or at least appearing to be going in the opposite direction? I'm taking that information, I'm making it a puzzle piece, and I'm putting it on the table. The cues. Now check this out. Huge tail candle, again, back from the course, not necessarily my favorite look for a tail candle, but they're basically around at new highs. They didn't finish on the highs, but they're at new highs. They're above all the moving averages. So on its face, you can't look at this chart and say, hey, this looks like it's gonna roll over. That's not the case. You just look at the daily chart, they're at new highs, they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, until she dumps you, you move on. Ah, we have a similar situation that we just discussed on other charts. We have this tremendous breakdown candle and we haven't eclipsed the high. Are they just running a test of said breakdown candle high? Maybe so. This is something to watch Tuesday morning. You think? How about the XLF? Check this out. Here's a breakup candle low, 29.77. What's the low today? 29.74, nice bounce. That's running a test of an important spot. Next time down, it's not the same trade, yada, yada, yada. Then they go fill the gap at 29 bucks. Here's a gap, 50 period moving average. There's a lot of what's called chart vibration in here. The market spent a lot of time trying to get through this area. Once it did, it's called a breakout. Once they come back to that area, it's running a test of what? Yeah, a former breakout area. Let me give you one other thing to scratch your head about. Remember this? Remember the huge weekly chart breakdown candle high? What's that high? $30.06. That's the original reason that the target was $30. We didn't say that they would fall apart after hitting $30, but we didn't also say they would run right up to retest and even eclipse the old high. Either way, 30 bucks and six cents is an important spot. Where are we now? We're in that general area. That's an important spot to watch every single weekly close. Why? Because if and when they do recapture that on the downside, look out below. What about Smash Mouth? What's going on here? Above all the moving averages, coming in a little bit down toward home base. What's home base? Home base is the 20 period moving average. Why is that? Because the market never really likes to get too far away, stray too far away from home base. Let me mention something else about moving averages. I hear commentary, I get questions about the moving averages. 20 period moving average. Why not 21? Why not 18? I see a lot of charts contain an 18 period moving average. Let me say it like this. What difference does it make? The 20 period moving average on the big picture is very similar to the 18 period moving average, which is even more similar to the 21 period moving average. I use the 20, you use the 21, she uses the 18, you say tomato, I say tomato. It doesn't really matter as much as you might think. Now, back to what are they doing in the SMH? They're coming into 
the 20 period moving average or letting the 20 period moving average come up to price. Why? Because they don't like to stray too far away. That's it. It's still in an uptrend. There's absolutely nothing technically wrong with the SMH, period, full stop, not yet. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.